following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hi there, I'm Kyle Colby-Jones, director of Akami Ga Kill and Parasite, and you're listening to a Toonami Faithful podcast exclusive. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have my co-hosts, Paul Pasquillo and Darrell Maddox. Hello. What's up, folks? Darrell's on an interview, folks. This is going to be good. Yeah. Yay. Way to go to Black History Month. The black man is back on the interview. Yeah, oh, we did. he, he wasn't drinking tonight, so we decided to let him on. Uh, hey, shut up. I am <laughs> Shut up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hello to Sage Mode The Real. Lovely. Tonight we are joined by the ADR director of Akamiga Kill and Parasite, Kyle Colby Jones. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, good. How you doing? I am doing all right. It is a pleasure to be hanging with you guys tonight. Hey, glad to have you here. Well, we don't want Paul here, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll allow, I'll allow it. I mean. Oh, he'll allow it. All right. All Fantastic. right. Okay. Fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So, how does it feel to be the ADR director for the two Sentai shows that are currently airing on Toonami? Oh well, it's certainly an honor and a treat um, that I got uh, to play with both of these shows, and you know, then they uh, because they're fantastic shows all in them themselves, and then uh, voila, they wind up on Toonami, which uh, was just icing on the cake, and so uh, very excited, and it's been a blast to, to watch them um, with friends and family and uh, with everybody out there and uh, try and keep pretty active on Twitter to um, join the conversation and see how everybody's uh, handling some of the twists and turns of these shows. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this character died, and oh, my gosh, did you see that? That was awesome. People keep getting <laughs> mad at me. Uh, <laughs> it was like... Guys, I didn't write the show. <laughs> oh, oh I see those off comfort. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there. Did you also do the ADR script? Um, well, as uh, I, I started out as a writer um, um, in advertising, for one thing, and then uh, just I always wrote my own scripts um, at the very beginning um, in my first stint at ADV, and then... Uh, so I have, I don't know, I have a love for the script. So whenever the script is in my hands, I have to make changes. Um, and a lot of it's, oh, it just happens on the fly. While you're recording, lines don't fit in length, maybe, or uh, the character has kind of changed and morphed along the way, and so we change vernacular and things like that. And it's, uh, so I'm, I guess I, you could say I sweeten the scripts, just kind of do it, but I'm doing it on the fly. Ah, Okay. Okay, but you're not you're not actually tasked with doing the ADR script for the dubs that you're doing. No, no, I don't. Um, I don't get them first by any means. And uh, those guys who grab them, well, they they do a fantastic job in there. Um, uh, right. Absolutely crucial for making uh, this whole thing work. Okay, is it some directors do it, some some don't. 
we've had uh, Alex Von David on a couple of times, and he prefers to be able to work off of scripts that he's adapted. So, oh, absolutely, I I, uh, I would certainly agree. It's that way you know what's coming. You don't have a whole lot of surprises, and you have no one to blame but yourself if it doesn't fit. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, I guess uh, this is the uh, the second in a fairly recent line of inside the director's studio <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a real treat to get some uh voice directors on because we mostly have voice actors and that's always fun i mean sure, sure. yeah they're really interesting people <laughs> but it's it's nice to have other people from the industry on occasion too well i'm yeah. glad you guys are uh open the door to us uh lowly directors we don't but you have do you do some voice acting don't you I, I do. Um, a lot of it is budget related. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever works, man. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, uh, it does open up some fun opportunities. To um, early on in the comedy got killed, there was this weird little frog guy that walks out of the bathroom and talks and brags about how he destroyed it, and it's only one line, and then he dies. But <laughs> I get that for myself. That yes. I, I saw that you were uh, very proud to be credited as scumbag. Mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's uh, the the family's very proud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they already knew that character existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. And uh, if uh, if the credits aren't lying to me, it seems you've recently been voicing a character on One Piece on the episodes that are airing on Toonami right now. The uh, Sachko, I think was his name, who's uh he's like uh he's he's one of that uh family of filler villains. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And he um and I I recorded that ages ago, uh, yes, I have yeah. to say. And um it was because uh, I would probably get in trouble if I went and tried to uh record and uh, with the Funimation crew now. We were we're all good friends and everything, um but the uh you know, just business rivalry keeps us, you know, we have to keep some things at arm's length. But um, that character was very fun. Um, and uh, I believe Carly Mosier is kind of my cohort. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's an ice skater villain. You don't see that very every day. No, an ice skater villain with kind of a cowboy look and blue eyeshadow. Yeah, that, um, you know, I understand why they thought of me immediately when that came up. <laughs> uh. I, I did notice at least a little bit of resemblance. <laughs> just 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 a little. Not a chance. Oh, uh, like Mike McFarland and I are uh, are good buds. And I, I pulled him in a long time ago back at ADB to be in Papawa. Oh, huh. Which about four people saw. But those four people really loved it. Well, hey, you know, as long as the people that did see it loved it, that's that's the important thing. <laughs> Go watch Papawa, people. <laughs> Monica Real and Lucy Christian are the main ones in there, and they, they both play boys. That's always fun. <laughs> good, good stuff there. So, <clears throat> you went into uh, a little bit of detail regarding uh, how you started out. You, you did some scripting for when you were, were even before you, you joined ADV and later worked with Sentai. So uh, go ahead and uh, give us more details on how you got into the industry. All right. Well, uh, quick life story. Um, started in advertising. 
Um, went to University of Texas, graduated in advertising, went and worked in New York for a while, came back to Texas. And um, it was from doing uh, radio and TV commercials that um, I guess my name got pulled up because uh, one day I get a phone call um, from Stephen Foster, who was also a previous advertising guy, and uh, asked if I would like to do cartoons. And I said, let me think about it. Sure. <laughs> so I went in and uh, talked to my boss who had actually, she was actually the one who referred me uh, <laughs> to Stephen. And the rest is, uh, I went in and talked to the guys at, Looked like a whole lot of fun and uh, jumped on board. And the first thing I then they, they threw me right into uh, live action. Nobody wanted to do live action. It's uh, a different animal altogether. So I did some monster movies and kung fu movies and things like that. Uh, Gamera, Attack of Legion was uh, one of my very first. He's the big turtle version of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. For those who aren't familiar with the, the fine gentleman. Well, I know who Gamera is. I imagine... Darrell does. Do you know who Gamera is, Paul? No, Paul yeah, doesn't, I but I, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. You sure? Giant monster turtle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, I just uh, thought about Turtle Super Dad. Oh, God. <laughs> we, uh, we did a uh, redneck version of that called Lake Texarkana Gamera. And, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Gotta track that down. <laughs> it, it's not easy to find. There is a, a trailer you can find on YouTube that'll give you a good kind of three-minute right. version of it. Um, get a good idea of what it is. But whenever we premiered it, we uh, went and ate turtle soup that night. Oh. Hey, it's good for your skin. But uh, Jay Hickman was my first lead, and he is in both the regular version and the redneck version. I got to track down this redneck version. No, just just because I'm from the South, man. That's the only reason why. Well, there, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. it. We used to play it at conventions quite a bit, and uh, yeah, check out Lake Texarkana Gamera on YouTube, and I think uh, I'm pretty sure that'll be the top one that comes up. <laughs> nice. So you've been doing this for quite a while now. I, I was I noticed that uh, in particular, you you worked on the ADR direction for Full Metal panic uh very briefly that was a don rush show he um started it and then every now and then just schedules get crazy busy and uh, balls get all thrown up in the air and you have to and you cover for each other especially back in those adv days and uh, so i got to do a uh one of the volumes i believe it's second or third ah that's where i met allison keith who Wound up being Leone and Akame got killed. And we thank you for that. Oh, she's, she sounds like an animal. It was kind of one of those <laughs> shoe-ins. <laughs> well, a lot of people think that she got cast in that role just because of that one particular scene where she looks so much like her Evangelion character. <laughs> <laughs> Holding up the drink. <laughs> Pure coincidence. <laughs> Pure coincidence. Do you take part in the casting portion? Oh of yeah, the absolutely. Process? That's the most. That's one of the most important parts um, is to get the right person for the role. Not just not necessarily just the right voice, but also the right personality. Because um, sometimes you have to go beyond the vocal tone and uh, 
I think the actual character has to take precedence. Say you have two people, one of them sounds just right, but isn't quite hitting the character, and the other ones uh, may not have the exactly right tone, but just embodies this uh, being that you're trying to emulate, and you have to go with that one. Mm, makes sense. I've noticed with both of these dubs for A Comic Kill and Parasite, it seems like they're an interesting combination of both long-standing voice actors and actresses and a lot of new people. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, I'm always looking for new folks to uh, throw in these things because there's so much, there's a lot of talent out there, a lot of very talented people. Um, and this uh, genre, I mean, people have heard a lot of these voices, and I think if you throw out that same cast that everyone's heard, I think it detracts from it. Now, there's a reason why a lot of these names are, get repeated. It was because they're really great. I mean, these guys are fantastic. They And they know how to do it, and they know exactly what everybody's looking for. So uh, I like to mix it up. I, don't, I uh, do like to throw surprises in there and then have people that, well, of course, that's who that's supposed to be. I like to mix it up, keep, uh, keep it interesting. Hmm. Well, I got to say that uh, I'm delightfully surprised at the performance of Adam Gibbs as Shinichi in Parasite, and I, I think it's... It's really grown from where it started. And while initially some folks thought that he maybe wasn't the right guy for the role, I think as the character progressed, it really came together. Yeah, I think so. he, he really has done a bang-up job. And, and that's one of those things that comes out in the casting uh, process when you're hold, holding auditions and trying people out. And um, you, you don't know exactly who it is sometimes and you have your suspicions and people who you are definitely going to give a shot well we have to audition this person have to audition that person and then you get you throw in some others that are kind of maybes and um and then people throw names at you here and there and you never know what's going to bubble up it's part of the part of the fun for me i love the casting process and adam i really just barely worked with him i think only maybe once before perhaps twice and I knew he could do the beginning version of uh, Shinichi here. I knew he had that, but to grow and become more menacing, and uh, I didn't know he was, you know, I didn't know that was possible for him or not. But then once we went into the auditions and he started showing it, I was like, wow, that is great to be able to have this transition happen and it's a long slow transition too it's not one of those you know schizophrenic roles which you know a comic got kill has a lot of those it's i'm sad or i'm mad and they flip back and forth this is a long story arc for him and he has to has to pull it off in these subtle little ways and he's been fantastic what is your approach to directing um I guess number one for me is to keep it uh, keep it light. It's a, to keep it collaborative. I guess I should say, all of our names are on this. Um, everyone takes ownership between me and the actor, the writer, and the sound engineers. Um, and so, if someone has something they want uh, or something they don't want, you know, speak up. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to uh, make it our project not just one person or the other. Um, granted, I get to have the luxury spot of having final say, so... <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, 
as long as we're and and to keep it fun, we're we're making entertainment that's supposed to be fun. These stories are great and they're exciting. And if you're sitting there trying to hammer somebody, uh, hammer a line out of somebody, I think it, you know, it's going to take away from it in the long run. But if people are having a good time and trying different approaches, um, and we're kind of trying to one up each other, then in the long run, that's going to be a better performance for all of us. Hmm. In the spirit of collaboration, I guess it's about time that I let my co-hosts ask a few questions. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just love the way you took over the whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Selfish bastard. Yeah, but I wanted to ask like one question. like, What was like some of the difficulties that you faced when you was doing like the direction with both shows? Uh, let's see here. The schedule was, uh, certainly an issue. We had all the, uh, all of a sudden these shows get grabbed and picked up and they weren't ready to be thrown out there with. So we had to do a, a lot really fast and getting, getting not only just the mechanics of it done, but, uh, getting the characters, the people familiar with who they were who they were and uh, being consistent with it. I think that was uh, really where we found the most challenges because we had to, had to do it all very um, quickly. And there was, you know, there was the pressure because once we found out, okay, this is happening. um, You know, some people started freaking out. And uh, so as, kind of the grandpapa of the group i had to calm some folks down and say hey whoa whoa remember that we're just keep doing what you normally do and everything will be fine okay well my next question is like between <clears throat> parasite and the comic got killed which one did you have the most fun working on Ooh, um fun's a difficult word to split those two okay what well, gave you the most <laughs> Well, I said it was difficult. Well, which one you hate the least? Said like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, Parasite was probably more of a challenge. I had more um, uh, worries going into that. A lot more people, I think, had their eye on on that one. Even though Akame w- was kind of bigger, I suppose. Uh, expecting to do well, it had the has the better that that time slot that just gets more viewers. Um, that one was a little less scrutinized than Parasite. I think just everyone really had a soft spot for Parasite, and so um, which me I did as well. And so there was more um, kind of intimate and personal decisions being made and so we all had to kind of battle through those and not get our feelings hurt hmm. paul you're up uh i'm gonna take one of the sketches questions that he usually asks are there any like funny booth stories that you can tell us <laughs> well we um we do like to lay what we call them bombs um where one actor's in Next actor hasn't come in yet. Oh yeah, and, we've uh, we've heard we've heard that you guys like to do that. Everybody in the yeah. industry likes to do that, actually. <laughs> That's always uh, always wonderful to uh, get catch someone off guard and have them uh, break character. Everyone likes to break someone else's character, which uh, 
it's it's uh some people are some people are good they just go right through and act like it didn't even happen and then they finish their line and then turn to me and give me a dirty look (laughs) (laughs) and um we also have um a dr laura doll is in the booth for emotional support dr laura was a Oh, kind of your Dr. Phil, but a decade ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, but she was more, she's kind of a tough love psychotherapist. And uh, someone <laughs> made a doll of her, like a Barbie-sized doll. And when you press her belly, she offers advice. <laughs> Not in a nice way. It's very uh, um, short, if you will. And Kira Vincent Davis got frustrated with her and ripped her legs off. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, sounds like Seriu. It was happening during a Seriu scene. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Good times there. (laughs) That's definitely a unique booth story there. It is. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to take one of Paul's usual questions then. Uh, <clears throat> were you familiar with Toonami before these shows ended up on Toonami? I was uh, familiar with it, yes. Uh, was I a regular viewer? I, w- I was not. Um, my, I'm a Saturday Night Live buff, and I've always uh-huh. just watched that on Saturday nights. And then I would be recording... Austin City Limits during Saturday Night Live and then always play Austin City Limits immediately following that. Those are my Saturday nights for a long time. (laughs) Toonami has totally screwed that up now. I have to juggle everything around. Well, at least you have your priorities straight. (laughs) Now you have them straight. I mean, before... Yeah, that's right. They've they've taught me well. (laughs) But what about back in the day? Before it came to Adult Swim, like back in the Cartoon Network days when they were playing, uh, well, Dragon Ball Z forever, but uh, also stuff like Gundam Wing, Outlaw Star. See, those are uh, names of shows I've definitely heard, but I, when I was, I'm 42 years old, and so my shows were your Speed Racers and uh, Star Blazers, and that era, the ones that kind of nabbed me, mm-hmm. um, but not. I, uh, of course, grew up with your Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry and whatnot, and uh, the Looney Tunes being my favorite. My father is a, um, a, a cartoonist, and so we watched a lot of a lot of that, too, uh, you know, and he would always comment. He was not a big Hanna-Barbera fan because of the frame rate, you know, so he's talking <laughs> to me about... I bet he loves Japanese cartoons, then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, commonly uh, say, "Well, look at that—they're just flapping their mouths, and nobody's moving." <laughs> but I enjoyed them anyway. I I would—I think it was the uh, Star Blazers explosions that, when I was a kid, that just blew my mind. And then people were dying, and I didn't know what was going on. It was freaking me out. So I'm wait, is one big long story? What's happening? Oh my god! And so next thing I know, I'll, that's all I'm drawing in my homework sketchbooks and things like that <laughs> but as far as and then, and then you know went more uh film and stuff later on and i 
I was on anime hiatus for quite a while. Mm. And I honestly don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of uh, other shows that are out there. I mean, the ones I kind of become obsessed with whatever I'm working on and they become my little babies. And so I just kind of, I, I see those shows. I'll get little glimpses of others, but I generally have to step away from the anime um, from time to time. And it is sports that generally will take out, as my wife would tell you, um, <laughs> a lot of my weekend TV time. <laughs> uh, now, Parasite is a show that is really introspective and offers some interesting ideas. Uh, what do you think of some of those themes represented in Parasite? Well, first off, the whole uh, concept behind Parasite is is great. It The second I saw that show, I was going, wow, this, this is something different. It's something special. Um, I uh, am so... I, I can't believe they're going to let me touch this one. So I... <laughs> jumped into it and then yeah it, got, it just kept getting better and better as far as uh humanity and you know who's really the animal who's really the parasite who's really who's really the problem and they do a great job of kind of positioning that question in front of you in a very fun weird strange scary way and that you know that that's not easy to do. You know we see a lot of anime themes repeated um, and expounded upon, but this one just kind of jumped in there in this, you know, out of nowhere, and gave you this bizarre look at humanity, and I love it. That, that <clears throat> definitely that hit the spot with that. But um, series one, serious question. Um. You've done a lot of voice um, directing. Um, what, what would you want to see from Sentai um, on Toonami Next? Hang on a second. Got uh, some family business going on. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes back, you, you go ahead and ask that again. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. <laughs> the wife just got home. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was bound to happen. <laughs> I thought it would be the dogs, but hey. Well, Don't worry about it. We deal with it with Paul all the time. <laughs> so where were we? I, I apologize. Um, yeah, it's like, well, you've done a lot of voice directing for a lot of anime. Um, um, what else would you want to see from Sentai on Toonami Next, if is anything you wanted to show? Because I know I'm kind of pulling for Majestic Prince at some point. Oh, yeah, good old Majestic Prince. Um. And that would make sense. They, they, uh, Toonami, uh, you know, is going to lean more towards a uh, action or kind of bloody or um, some things blowing up going on. So you know, I I love Log Horizon, um, and then there was what Sword Art Online was on there, and they're obviously uh, often compared to one another. Um, so perhaps that has a chance if that. Uh, on there plus it has a good number of episodes um and uh yeah, majestic prince would be a lot of fun Move love's also out there that would kind of fit in that genre of stuff um the uh the you know if you could get 
more comedy. I would like to see Toonami kind of go do something kind of just wacky weird. Um, that would be nice because I think it could, I think it could play pretty well, getting just kind of strange instead of uh, primarily horror and um, I guess uh, what am I thinking of? Mm, anyway, I don't know if that completely answers your question. I didn't give you very many specifics. No, that works enough for me. Everybody else, y'all just gonna have to figure it out. Use your brain. <laughs> the answer is every show I ever worked on. Yeah, just play them all. I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, if I could ask real quick um, about Parasite, there's something I-, I was wondering if there was anything while you were looking at the script or doing the uh, the episodes that kind of bothered you about the show. Like, one of the things that bothers me is the fact that there's, like, two massacres at the school, and then, like, weeks later, they're back at the same school. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, there, there are a few, perhaps, logic errors that happen. Um, as far as shows go, this one's pretty, uh, stays pretty true to reality, but yeah, they, they do a quick mention to try and, uh, skirt that in... <laughs> And, you know, it's Shinichi sort of narrating. He said, well, you'd be surprised how quickly things get back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) Should have had Morgan Freeman to do that. (laughs) As normal as things can be. (laughs) As normal as things can be, we just came back to school after the mass miss meets mothers. Yeah, so, that you know, that stuff happens. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know. They'll freak out that the teacher suddenly has a kid and they don't know who the father is, but, you know, two massacres at the school and keep on trucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Education must go on, guys. I like the last episode where Shinichi's just like, all right, we're going to go out in the country and do this. <laughs> yeah, he uh, needs to get away from the populated area, you know. <laughs> now we're actually thinking. Ah, do you have a favorite character in Parasite? Uh, absolutely. The, uh, Ryoko, Reiko, Tamara, Tamiya, however mm. you want to say her name. Um, I think she's, she's my favorite and she's, you know, mysterious and, uh, has the sex appeal and she's scary at the same time. And, uh, Joanne Bonasso really just kind of nails that kind of She's sultry. She's like a um, black widow. She's drawing you in just to pounce on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that she did with the baby, that was just funny. Be quiet. Baby, just quiet. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> like, I, I wish every parent wish they could do that to their kid. Be quiet. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's Migi. Uh, is, is too much fun. Brittany Karbowski's... Uh, She's just ridiculous in that role. It's it's been so it was so much fun to play with her doing that, and talk about reading some crazy off lines. Oh, Niggy saying weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I suppose we should also ask the same question of a comic kill. You got some favorite characters in that one. Yeah, um, it's hard not to like As Death. Again, oh, yeah. I guess I go for the bad girl. Look at that twice in her. Yeah. Um, His boobs. Yeah, Christine Otten. Um, really, she, she has that darkness. I always have. I had to, I had to 
get her from Austin to come in and do it. She she hadn't done one in a while, and uh, so she was very very nice. And she and her husband came down and uh, she recorded some as death with me. I, I was super super happy for that to happen. Um, also like Leone, she uh, we brought her up earlier. Your Too tastes much are very similar to Darrell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I've already gotten. I've been asked that before, and when I I've already from uh, the wife, and I got got a lot of crap for it because yeah, the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> sure yeah, thanks, Kyle. Are you also disappointed in that one episode when Tatsumi got to see the girls in the underwear that he didn't go and look at Leone? Yeah, well, you know, the Lubbock's been trying for forever. Not everybody can get it to happen. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say forever, because <laughs> he did now. There's that. He'll have to see it in his... Uh... Space dreams or whatever. <laughs> Space dreams. Mm, mm-hmm. Ain't no sex in the afterlife. I do have to say the minister. Um, minister Honest. Marty Fleck. He's, uh, he's an old uh, Shakespeare guy who has this voice that, you know, rattles the room whenever he talks. And he was, he was really jumped into that guy. He just made him gross and despicable and uh, too much fun. Oh man. And you know, you really need that in a villain. You need, you need to be able to hate the villain. If he's, if he's going to be that kind of villain, because there's different kinds of villains, but if you're going to have a total scumbag, you just got to be able to just hate that guy's guts and, Absolutely, the minister. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Every week, I'm like, ah, kill the minister. <laughs> really? Like, serious. I was like, man, I just want to gut his belly wide. Oh man, with a Bowie knife. I know, right? He is just, oh man, that, that is guy. despicable, man. And the, the, the knife would just get stuck in there. The fun thing about uh, casting and directing and writing villains is that uh, the nastier they are the better your hero is for, you know, defeating them. And so it, it, the worse the, the worse the villain, uh, the better it all turns out. I find it to be a crucial role. I always think of, um, and this is kind of a silly example, but Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore, that could have been just a throwaway bad guy, but I thought that, <laughs> that guy <laughs> totally nailed being the biggest prick in the universe, and it made me like Happy Gilmore even more. There you go. Because I hate a shooter. <laughs> it's okay, Happy. They gave me back my hands. <laughs> I don't know why that was the particular quote that I thought of, but <laughs> it could have said it's all in the hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you gentlemen have any other questions? No, sir. I am completely satisfied with all the answers that I have. I okay. had all that. Well, all the questions I got answered anyway. <laughs> trying to think i'll have to look real quick your brain is in your pocket (laughs) actually my voice is in my pocket but yes yeah whatever paul (laughs) i ain't gonna roast you tonight dude (laughs) 
Oh, I got a good one. Let you know me. Uh, for people that are trying to do what you do in uh, the anime industry, what advice do you have for someone interested in, in pursuing that? Ooh, well, you heard my story. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> Go to school for advertising. End up in anime. Yeah. Um. Well, the uh, I know on the I'd say on the acting side because that's where it probably should begin. Um, and uh, the writing is also very key. I think if you're a lover of either one of those, that's where you started either one of them. And um, really focus on it and get training. They at the it's very key uh, to master at least you know one of those or at least master within yourself and you don't have to be i'm not saying that i wouldn't say that i'm some uh master at either one but you really focus and you jump in on one of those and and make movies and write little skits and just keep really uh if that's your thing then uh then go for it and do that and uh if someone ends up liking it that's 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 the uh, that's a cherry on top. That's the part that makes uh, you know where you kind of get lucky because you have to kind of look into something like this. There's not some giant market for what we do, and so if you like making uh, making movies, making skits, music, acting, then just go for that. And if you want to start leaning in one way or another, then uh, you can um, you can make that happen by with the people you meet in the process. If that makes any sense. No, it does. All right. When I, um, just as one little side note, when I was a kid, uh, there's this thing came out called a VCR. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. You could, you could watch a show again. And then we learned that uh, when you have two VCRs, you can record a show and then play it over to the other VCR and switch the audio inputs to a microphone and you can change the words they're saying. And so we used to uh, re-record the news each night and uh, just make them talk about ridiculous stories. Man eats hamburger, destroys toilet, news at 11. at <laughs> <laughs> <Momocon. laughs> And so, you know, I've always kind of just done stuff like that. and uh, I've actually never heard that you could do that. That's, that's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just us goofing around. And we've always kind of made little movies and um, stuff with my friends. And uh, just kept doing that. Found a job where I could do similar stuff in advertising. And then um, it kind of fell in my lap that I got to do cartoons again, like I did when I was 11. Nice. Sweet. Well, thank you very much for your time, Kyle. We're, we're glad we were able to finally make this happen. It's uh, It's been oh, a couple boy. months since we started on this journey, huh? Well, it has all been worth it, I promise. <laughs> and, of course, where can they find you on the interwebs? Um, well, uh, Twitter is where I do most of my anime-related stuff, and that is um, Twitter at Kyle Colby. 
And there's also, I do photography on the side for funsies, and there's a lot of your voice actor friends you might see on there, and that's kylecolby.com. All right. I had to switch from Kyle Jones um, when I saw that if you Google Kyle Jones, first thing that comes up is a guy who I believe they call him a granny lover. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I went ahead and threw my middle name out there. and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's a granny lover, people. Hide your grandmas because you might not get chocolate chip or cookies or brownies anymore. Okay. My. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks again, Kyle. And uh, people, you can still you tune into Akami Got Kill. Probably the last episode won't have aired by the time this is out. And Parasite is going to continue yeah, on Tsunami at 1 a.m. every week. Keep watching, folks. I will be. I, I love the shows. I can't stop. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, that Parasite, man. Every freaking cliffhanger. And guys, uh, let me thank you all again. It's been a, a real treat to... Uh, chat with you guys tonight and thanks everybody for uh watching the shows um i have a blast making them uh, i think we all do and i uh, hope everybody enjoys them south right <laughs> yep everything <laughs> why you think we have happy wives well, i am from texas that's our motto. <laughs> and that explains the crane <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right that's it that's it y'all <laughs>